with Transparent Truth proudly presents the Friday Morning Matchup Show with the coach and Greg Biggins. Ha <laughs> ha! Welcome, welcome. You now listen to the Friday Matchup Show. It's your boy, Coach Keith. I'm in the building. Playoff time. Playoffs? <laughs> Playoffs? I'm with my man, Greg Biggins, and we're talking Playoffs? GB, what up? We are talking playoffs. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm making a. I'm like I can't even go. Jim Mora, is, senior. Is, is it senior? Yeah. I heard Jim Mora Junior doesn't go by Jim Mora Junior. So I'm not sure if I should address Jim Mora Senior. I see your senior. Either way, that's a great soundbite. Playoffs. Playoffs. Just trying to win a game. <laughs> playoffs. You play the game to win. <laughs> you play to Her, win the game. Herm Edwards. Those are some great guys. No, I'm fi- I'm excited, man. By the time this show airs on Friday, there's all, actually there's a couple pretty key Thursday night games, but. We're going to break down the open division, the L.A. City, and then go in D5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Apologies to D6, 7, 8. We love that football. Just don't have the time. Yeah. We can't do it. Can't do every single division, but we will be watching it. No question. Very closely. No question about it. So we're going to start off with the L.A. City section. We're breaking down the first-round matchups. Hey, we want to remind everybody, tune in every Wednesday for our Sleeper of the Week segment. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. GB, kickstart us. Yeah, we got four games, only eight teams in the open division. They obviously, they do it a little differently in the, in the, in the LA City. Um, we got Narbonne has that number one seed. They're opening up with San Pedro. In their side of the bracket is number four seed Fairfax and Birmingham, bottom half, half of the bracket. Carson, who finished seven and three. So nice job by Arnold Ale over there at Carson. They opened up with always tough Venice. That's the sixth seed. And the number two seed went to Crenshaw, eight and two, versus the number 17 team, Banning, out of Wilmington. Couple key matchups for me looking ahead, because we can always do that. But I'm just going to go ahead and assume, which I don't want to do, but I see a Carson-Crenshaw semifinal matchup. That could be a pretty good game, Keith. Yeah, I think it will be a good game. Carson, ascending a little bit, just blew out Banning, had a couple of really good performances toward the end of the year. I think that team of with a lot of transfers starting to come together, kind of hitting their stride, versus a Crenshaw team who got a lot of guys eligible at the National Eligibility Signing Day. Quarterback playing well. We know about Rayshon Williams. We know about the sophomore safety that they have, who's a big-time player on both sides of the ball. Carson Crenshaw in the second round, very, very intriguing matchup. I like Crenshaw, but Carson sneaking up on people. It's going to be a fun game. I mean, looking at what, looking at what Crenshaw's been doing, I mean, they're just the two losses, South Hills early on in the year, then he lost a tough one to set our uh, Vista Murrieta, but... Once they got into league play, Manuel Arts, 54-0. Dorsey, 33-14. View Park, 47-0. Hawkins, 52-7. to 
LA high, 54 to 0. I mean, they've just been absolutely steamrolling some teams. I love Amir Crowder, the Washington State commit. I think he might be the most physically imposing player in this division. Apologies to some of the monsters at Narbonne, but Crenshaw looks really good. I like them to beat Banning. I give them an edge over Carson as well. Although, again, Venice uh, always is good. They're always, you know, Angelo Gasca's kind of a city legend. He's been there forever. They're always yeah. going to have some some guys, but uh, no, I like I like Carson and Crenshaw. How about the top half? I mean, do we even bother talking about Narbonne? Yeah, I mean, they're just I mean, Narbonne is just good. Yeah, they're good. No they, question. They open up at San Pedro. Yep. Who was five and five, and then we have Birmingham and Fairfax. For me, I I don't see. I think if you combine all three of those teams, Fairfax, Birmingham, and San Pedro, I think Narbonne still wins by forty. Yeah, I think they're that good, that well coached, that talented. Ever since the Hawaii game, man, they've been clicking offensively. Jaden Chapman is using those weapons. Jamar Jefferson has been great all year long. They got the three linebackers. They got some hard hitting. I love Logan Taylor at safety. They got some monsters up front. I mean, this is a really good, solid football team. I mean, this is this is a Division One caliber football team, and I mean, I see them really rolling. San Pedro, then probably playing the winner, Birmingham Fairfax. You know, I think they're going to play Fairfax, who was eight and two. But I see Narbonne easily getting to the final. Narbonne clicking on all cylinders on offense. They're averaging 68 points a game in their (laughs) last three ball games. Jalen Chapman wants to go out as a winner. I know the kid personally. He's got a big-time heart. He's got a great future at Rutgers. You talked about Jamar Jefferson. They got some receivers over there. Jawan Tucker, J.J. Tucker is a big-time player who's been getting behind the defense all year long. Logan Taylor, the safety, really like him. Aggressive downhill safety. Come be a hard hitter through the alleyway. We know about the Army All-American, Raymond Skye. How about Darian Butler and uh, and Lewis, the linebacker? I mean, those yeah. three guys, senior linebackers, are huffed. Mm-hmm. They are very, very difficult to deal with, especially in playoffs. It could be their last game at any point. You know those guys are going to play with all heart and all passion. My man Julian Lewis leading that Narbonne defense. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun ride for the Gauchos. I think they are in for a nice little treat come city finals. Is this if they win it? Because we're not gonna say win, but if they win it, is this a three peat or a four peat? I can't even keep up. Do they Might win? be a five peat, Greg? What was is the it last that? time somebody? DeAnthony Thomas was that the last time somebody won a city title? I don't know. I've. Should have probably looked that up. I think it's at least it can at least be a three peat, but it might be a four. Greg, shoot, man, the Gauchos. I don't, I don't remember the last time somebody else won a city championship. Yeah, I mean they've already knocked out Carson. I think Crenshaw would probably be the most competitive game for them. Uh, the, the Carson Narbonne game was a little bit ugly, a little chippy. There was no handshake at the end of that game, so I think it'd be kind of nice to see Crenshaw get back to a final and just see you know how their athletes measure up. But I do think Narbonne. Got a little too much juice in that game, and that is my prediction. Yeah. Is that your prediction? Yeah, no question. They're All the right. class of the city, and uh, it'll be that way until somebody changes it. Let's go to D5. Yep. If you're at home following us, go ahead and open up your CIFSS.org, CIFCentersection.org, and you can pull up your D5 bracket. I'll pull run. up your D5 bracket. D5 bracket is actually strong. There's like three teams I feel like in all three teams I feel like can win this one, and a, and a fourth team I think is sneaky. The top half was Paraclete with the number one seed, playing Ventura, the fighting Brandon Huffman's. Huff is one of my closest, dearest friends, but I gotta say, B Huff, 
I think it's one and done for you. Ah, But hey, my Ocean New Seahawks didn't even make the playoffs this year, so at least you got that on me. Periclete, uh, same with that side of the bracket. We have St. Joseph hosting Harvard-Westlake. We have Paloma Valley hosting San Jacinto and Yucaipa hosting La Quinta. That's the top half. Bottom half, we have Londell, who was the two seed, hosting Los Osos. Moore Park hosting Los Altos. Valencia from Placentia. Not to be confused with Valencia from Valencia. Valencia, right. Placentia is an Orange County team hosting Chaparral. And then we have Paramount, the fighting Michael Fletcher's <laughs> Taking on Long Beach Wilson. Paramount was that three-seeded team. For me, I love Paraclete, and I love Lawndale. I, I think uh, not a trap game, I think a sneaky game. If Paloma Valley gets to that semifinal and plays against Paraclete, I think Paloma Valley has athletes. They were good last year. Yeah, uh, They're good this year. They played Heritage really, really tough, and Heritage is tough as heck. We saw Heritage playing Orange Lou. And they are good. So I think Paloma Valley will be a test for Periclete on that top half. And then the lower half, you know, I, I see I see Londell making a run to the final. On the bottom half, you know, I, I think Chaparral's got a chance to upset Valencia. Great offensive line, young freshman quarterback. Sure. But then I like Paramount to probably take them down. I see Paramount playing Londell in a semifinal. I'm torn. I got my guy Michael Fletcher. You got your guys that you coached up, yeah, in eighth grade, ninth but grade, yeah. We got uh, we got Londell with Travis Clark with one of our favorite running backs, Jordan Will Score, yeah. So semifinals will be kind of fun. I don't see a lot of upsets before that semifinals. I think again, I think Paloma Valley has got a chance, but they're not going to beat Paramount. Yeah, this is uh, it's interesting. I I, I see a Paraclete. And I see a Londale final. I know Paramount's got some players. I do not think they're going to beat Londale. Londale, this might be their year, Greg. I don't know if anybody can stop Jordan Wilmore running this ball. Jalen Hamler is a is a terrific quarterback. His coach talked about him as a winner. We know about um, their physical defensive front. I like Londale Paraclete in that finals, and we'll see what happens then. But I think this might be Londale's year. You know, it's interesting because, obviously, Londell wants to run the football. Yep. Not saying they're one-dimensional, but that's going to be their, their M.O. And we've seen multiple times this year, Paraclete is a little more physical than given credit for. I saw them physically stand up. Helix had about three guys that were about as big as a house. They had a couple guys that were 282, 90, 300. Yeah. And it was a case of, of you know, Paraclete's guys were just quicker off the ball. Sure. They kind of just... Miami, Nebraska, them. He's got yeah. the ball quicker. They yeah. were strong, strong, and better athletes up front. Yeah. So, I think that first quarter will be interesting. If, if we if we see Paraclete kind of able to shut down that run game early and physically stand up to them, the question then becomes: Okay, Londell, can you contain that Paramount Paraclete? Excuse me, passing offense with Brevin White, with Andre oh, Hunt, uh, with, with Stovall. Stovall. Yeah. Sure. Um, can you I, slow that down? I think you're kind of shortchanging Lindell's passing game, man. They got some good players. Jonathan Blackman is a speedy kid on the outside, on the perimeter. They run reverses too and deep routes. He's a former kid I recruited out of Pop Warner. He came to Inglewood to play for us. He's an excellent receiver. Jalen Handler can throw the peel. 
they've got a balanced attack. We know Wilmore is the guy, but they've got a balanced attack. I love the matchup with them empirically, though, if they meet in the finals. I mean, they are balanced. And I, and I do like Hamler, but just, again, look at the numbers. They rush for 340 a game, and they throw for 160. So, yeah, it, it is, it's not like it's 400 to 10, yeah. but they rush the ball twice as much as they throw it. So, do you put the game in, in Hamler's hands and say, okay, man, you, you got to win this game for us? 19 touchdowns, very capable. Yeah, he's, he's really capable. But if you're Periclete, that's definitely what you want. You want them to have to beat you throwing the football. Sure. And then... The bigger question, again, can they slow down Brevin White? Have they seen a passing attack like Paracletes this year? I don't think so, but I do know that they have really good athletes on defense. They're yeah. physical up front. They get after the passer. Watch out for my guy, Jonathan Jet Blackman, on the outside for Londale. Watch what I tell you. Just a little nugget for you. Let's move on to Division Four. Division Four has a team who... I think has just the one loss. We're talking about Cajon. Cajon. This has Cowboys. been a team that we've kind of been homering for most of the Yee-haw! year. Them Cowboys. I think the number one seed went to Capo Valley. That's okay. Finished the year 10 and 0. Yeah. Orange County squad out of the Seaview League. Mm-hmm. So they're going to take on again. We'll run this really, really quick. Uh, Capo Valley against Carter. Paso Robles hosting Damian Downey hosting Etiwanda, and then Corona Del Mar. With Tay Lee, got that four seed. We have Glendora, Glendora hosting Santiago, Colony hosting Murata Macy, uh, Mesa. Mesa. So yeah. excuse me. On the Wednesday show, I think I said Murata Macy. Mesa was done. Jeff Miller was done. They actually they were still playing. So uh, take that back. What I said Wednesday. Jeff Miller has one more game left, if not two or three. But they're playing the Fighting Michael Ezekiel's yeah. out of Colony. Oh, we yeah. have Redondo Union hosting San Juan Hills, and then getting that two-seed is Cajon, who is, thank God for them hosting Palm Springs. Yeah. Because you don't want to make make that drive. Yeah. No, I like this. This, I think the team team for me that I'm intrigued by the most... Roosevelt's defense. ...is Roosevelt, simply because they played by far the toughest schedule... By far. They played Servite. They played played Centennial. Right. They played Norco. Yes. Yes, they lost to those teams, but you know what? They played real football teams. Athlete for athlete, they have dudes. They have the quarterback. They have multiple skill players. Yeah. They've got multiple guys up front that are going to schools. They played Corona Del Mar in round one on the road. I live in Orange County. I know CDM is always good. Do not be so upset. I'm, I'm going upset alert. Okay. Right now, Roosevelt can beat CDM. And if they do, they have a great chance to come out of that side of the bracket. That's interesting. That side of the bracket. Because I don't... Capo Valley, Downey, Etiwanda, Pasro with Damien. None of those teams... Are, if, if I'm Roosevelt... And I've played against Tanner McKee and Travis Dye. Does anybody scare me? Of course. They don't scare you. They don't scare you. I just want to know where the morale is for Roosevelt. You gave up 83. You're kind of limping in. Dude, are they, are they pissed off and hungry? Or are they kind of downtrodden and it's like, just get the season over with? I think Jeremy Musa might be pissed off and hungry. I think the defense might be looking forward to getting the season over with. I hope not, man. I, I, hope, I hope they're pissed off and they want greatness. How about the fighting Mikey Ezekiel versus Jeff Miller and Marietta Mesa? That should be a great game. 
How about a potential semifinal game if if Colony Colony gets that far? Cajon and Colony. Man, I, I really like Cajon in the semis. Cajon and Colony in the semis. I really like Cajon. I think to win this thing. You know why? Because they have the best football players in this bracket. They have you need a quarterback who can lead that you trust. They have that, and they have defensive players at all three levels. They have Jeremiah Martin, who's going to average a couple sacks every game. They have Jonathan Perkins, who will be the most active and probably the best defensive player in this bracket. And they have Javon Hill in the secondary, who can make plays. And he's a pretty smart safety. Yep. You have the unguardable Darren Jones, who was offered by Texas A&M just a week ago. You can't match up with a six-seven athlete. <laughs> I really trust Jaden Daniels with the football. I trust him. No question. He's not a guy. I'm not going to name names. There's certain quarterbacks out there that are four and five stars that I think are really good, but I don't trust them like I do Jaden. Yeah. Down four, a minute left. There's something about this kid. Um, I trust Brevin White with the football. Um, I trust JT Daniels with the football. I, I trust Bryce Young with the football. I absolutely trust Bryce Young with the football. Yeah. Not saying those are the best guys, but just, just there's something about their makeup that you just kind of trust. I got Cajon winning this division. Yeah, I think we said that at the beginning of the year. Yeah. But and, I think uh, I think Roosevelt can get there, which would be a fun final. Roosevelt, Cajon, yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. But you said Roosevelt, they've got some top some top end talent. And hey, Roosevelt, don't make me look bad. You better win at least one freaking game. Roosevelt's defense has got to show up. They have. They did not show up last week versus Travis Dye. They have got to show up if they're going to make a playoff run. And if you don't, CDM, Tay Lee, you're my guy. You better get to the finals so I can say, <laughs> hey, my team, I picked. At least they lost to the team that lost to the team. That sounds good. Cajon in D4. It's what we picked early in the year. That's what I'm sticking with. Shout out to my guy, Darren Jones, Jay right. Daniels over there. Uh, D3. D3 of Charter Oak is the one seed. They are 10-0. That's a great team. Lou Ferrar is a coaching legend. I think he's like top five, top ten, all-time all winningest yeah. coaches. He's been there forever. <clears throat> They're taking on a 1-9 at-large Crespi team, who I'm scratching my head figuring out how they got in uh, this deal. What? They've lost to everybody. How it, did it, they get into the Strength of schedule. Strength of schedule. That's this, this, the what formula. Do you mean? I play tough teams. I get blown yeah. out. I get to play off. There's a formula where if it's oh, two but that's teams, a joke. it's there's two teams. That's a joke. I just want to know, dude. What am I all time? If I did a, a, a Mount Rushmore of, of not the best all time, but my favorite coaches, Troy Thomas is on that Mount Rushmore, dude. I love this guy. If you hang around this guy for, for just a little bit of time, dude, he's just he's a cool cat. Right and now, he's, he's, he's wishing tough. his team didn't make the playoffs, though, Greg. I just I want to know what the heck happened to. <laughs> To freaking Crespi. But anyway, they got a tough one against Charter Oak, who's got Jermaine Braddock and some defensive players that are really good. I don't think anybody even came close to Charter Oak this year. Yeah, no, they've had a great season. Look out for Palace Verdes. They're always good. They're always going to execute. They got a first-round matchup with Westlake, who's limping in after getting blown out this past week. I like PV a lot. I like their guy. I like their line play. I I definitely see PV coming out of that game. But I see Charter Oak being a little too much for them. I hear you. You got Sierra uh, we Canyon. We got Sierra Hart. Canyon and Hart. So Sierra Canyon uh, is hosting Hart. And then Rancho Verde, the fighting Jeff Steinberg's got that number four. See, they are hosting Oak Hills. 
bottom half of the bracket, we have Lompoc. Lompoc. The fighting Toa Taos. Dude, speaking of Tawas, dude, you prayed for Texas. Pray for Anu Tawa. He might suffered a career-ending injury in that really? UCLA game. Yeah, oh. they said his kneecap was by his thigh. Oh no. Yeah, that's gonna be three surgeries. So Anu was a guy who got into the opening back in the day and just a great family. So prayers up for Anu, who might never play football again. So I hate to see that, but Lompoc host hosting Camarillo Villa Park is an intriguing game. Villa Park's got some guys. Oh, yeah, who've transferred Ooh, in. The those, national those guys are all deadline. eligible now. Yeah. Villa Park is good. They're tough. They're physical. They play with the chip. They How play with the little Villa bit of edge. Park, Lompoc in the second round. I that see is it. awesome. I see that happening. That game is going to be very, very chippy. I see our guy Toa Tao getting hit late about 12 times in that game. It's going to be chippy. We'll yeah, see. Shane's Illingworth, the big fella. You know, Shane, he's going to be good, but they got a junior quarterback. Who, who's actually been playing really well. Really? They got two quarterbacks that are both underclassmen over at Villa Park. Yeah. Uh, St. Francis, who just lost their first game to yeah. Cathedral, is hosting La Serna. And then Citrus Hill, with our, uh, with our guy, uh, is hosting Newberry Park. Um, so Citrus Hill got the two seed hosting Newberry Park. So Man, if you're Newberry Park, you are dreading that drive to Citrus Hill. Ugh. Holy smoke. What is that? Three hours? Four hours? Uh, on Friday <coughs> in Los Angeles. Oh my God! I'm leaving that. I'm leaving. Sticking at 11 o'clock oh, and just chilling. 10 a.m. Get yeah. you some Roscoe's and get on the road. Newberry Park. Yeah. So staying with staying with the Villa the Villa Park theme, though. Um, yeah, Paul Paferi Yeah, is a guy to to remember that name. Okay. He's a D1 guy. Okay. He's a D1 guy who's had a big year, and I mean Marcus Johnson, a USC commit, playing on both sides of the ball. They're good. Yeah, the, Holyfield. The, the, Holyfield is, is impact linebacker. I think Villa Park is their trouble. Yeah, they're trouble for somebody. Yeah, ain't no question about it. That should be a good one. So top half of the bracket, I, I think I, I like Charter Oak and I like Sierra Canyon. Again, I, I, Jeff Steinberg at Rancho is my guy. I, I think Sierra Canyon squeezes by them with the caveat, like Evan Barnes said, if if Corey Jones is healthy, if not. Yeah. I like Rancho, but I, I think I think Charter Oak gets to the final on that top half. And on the bottom half, I'm looking at Citrus Hill and Lompoc. That's going to be a good one. I don't I gotta, know. I got to think about that what one for a second. What about Villa Park? What about St. Francis? I mean, to me, that bottom half bracket is really good. I do. Lompoc, I agree. Lompoc, always good. Villa Park, they've got impact transfers. St. Francis has been very good all year. And then Citrus Hill, they've got the number two seed. Yeah, like I said with Roosevelt, I, I had Roosevelt as my my sleeper team. I, I think Villa Park can get to the final. Yeah, that would not surprise me at all. But if I had to if you had to pin me down right now, I think I would probably lean towards Citrus Hill versus Charter Oak in the final. Okay, and then uh, I think I'm going to lean toward Charter Oak. Okay, I like Lompoc. I'm going to go with the Fighting Toa Towels. I would love to, for that to happen again. Andrew Jones, a friend of mine over there, and. And does a great job. Dude, how about D2? I honestly think D2 might be as, as, good as any. competitive, yeah. if not more so, yes. in terms of the discrepancy between 1 and 16. Absolutely. I mean, when you have a first-round game of La Habra and Edison, that is insane. Yeah, I mean, that's normally a Fox Sports West game of the week during a season. I mean, these guys, teams are both really I, good. La Habra 7-3. Really like to, to Soro in the first round. 
Tesoro. Chase Peterson? Tesoro can play. Yeah. Tesoro can definitely David play. Baldwin? I like that game. So we got Upland Tesoro. Upland's the one seed. We have Cathedral playing Redlands East Valley. Shout out to Billy Bowens, who just committed to Boise State. We have La Habra hosting Edison. We have Oaks Christian, the four seed, hosting Arroyo Grande. On the bottom half, we got Valencia, who's the two seed, playing Great Oak. We have Los Alamitos hosting Norco. That's a scary team. So Los Al wins the Sunset League, and their presence is going to be Norco. We have Calabasas hosting Notre Dame. And then we have Heritage, who got the four seed, is hosting La Mirada. So look at these some of these potential second round games. Calabasas Heritage. Valencia I, against either Losal Norco. Losal's on upsell alert. I got Norco winning. I got Norco. Yeah, they're gonna beat Losal, I believe. I love that matchup, Norco versus Valencia. You talking about Wilson and Wright and 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 Ben, what's his name? Yeah. Versus Norco and Travis Dye and Lasher and the yeah. big receiver. Yeah, Caesar really Gonzalez. Like. Yeah. Caesar Gonzalez. That's a great A bunch of defensive linebackers. Yes. Then we have Upland versus Cathedral. We have Bryce Young, David Baldwin. Oh, Obviously, I love Upland that has like Cameron Davis and Taj Davis and Justin Flo, the show. The show. Jaden Deadman, lockdown cover corner. And Cathedral's got a bunch of guys. You talked about. Oh, man. You know, last show. Dylan Thomas is a transfer who no we didn't talk about. Dude, he's a Colorado commit. He's makes plays. Yeah. They yeah, got you've them. we've loved Hello Jabril's been one of your favorite guys, Stefan Wright. Wow, yeah. Omari is Gary, a dude. The transfer from Boston. I like Omari Gary. So athlete for athlete, Upland. I don't know if I would say Kitty has as many athletes as Rancho, but other than that, man, this might be the the bet, most athletic team that Upland has faced. So that's that's a tough second round game for a team that was ten and zero. Yeah, and you got Bryce Young coming in looking like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I almost think. Shoot, man, I was gonna say I almost think Heritage got a better draw, but Heritage versus Calabasas. Calabasas has athletes upon athletes. They got a great. No co- I trust Jaden Casey. Talk about quarterbacks. We try. I trust Jaden. I like Nico Hall, Micah Pittman, Heritage Calabasas, Johnny Wilson. Is, that's a yeah. great game. I Heritage like is Cal- physical. I like Cal. I mean, listen. Calabasas Valencia in the semifinals. I, I agree with you. I, that's a semifinal game. I know. I love Nor. I love Travis Dye, and I'm not wishing any, any ill will on any team. But I see Valencia Calabasas in the semifinals. Would love. It was probably. Would you say game of the year? Maybe which one? Calabasas Valencia was that maybe the game of the yeah. year? Yeah. Santa Margarita and and uh, Jay Sarah was f- terrific. Yeah. But Calabasas Valencia was equally as fantastic of a game. That was that was a phenomenal game, yeah, back it, and it forth. Really we, had, was. we had questionable calls that we yeah. didn't necessarily like. You know, throwing the ball in fourth and one if you're Valencia when you're running the ball pretty easily. Um, we had why was Calabasas throw even throwing the ball the possession before? Yeah, no, that would be a phenomenal semifinal. I feel like both teams are better now than they were. Remember, Nahe Salonga didn't even play in that game against yeah, Valencia, and, yeah. and Valencia was more, was more a little more physical up front. They still only got to Casey one time, and there was no Nahe in that game. And then the other side, man, I, I could an Oaks Christian Upland. So you got David Baldwin having to be chased by Kayvon Thibodeau. You have Josh Calvert. You have to stop the running back. Yeah. For Oaks Christian. Yeah. Uh, Zach Charbonnet. Yeah. That's that's who do you got? Who do you, who's your winner? Who's who? Give me one guy. Give me one team. Man, I, I that's tough, Greg. I I like Heritage. I love Calabasas. I love Valencia. I like Norco. I love Upland. I like Cathedral. I like La Habra. 
it, this is tough. I'm going to go with Upland. I think that they're battle-tested. Probably the safe pick. Safe pick. David Baldwin's had a phenomenal year. They got a ton of athletes. They got a trio of running backs led by Kyle Jones. Taj Davis, I think he's leading CIF in receiving yards. I'm going to go with Upland, but <clears throat> it will not be easy. No question. Second round versus Cathedral. No. Looks great. The craziest thing for me, if I'm if I'm in Vegas, I'm betting on Upland also. This isn't a cop-out, but if they lose, I think five teams can beat them. I think Cathedral can. I think Valencia can. I think Narco can. I think Calabasas can. Is that four or five? Four. four what about Heritage? I think Heritage, I, I like Upland in that game. Okay. But I, honestly, I think Calabasas has the athletes. I think Valencia has the athletes. And I, I think Cathedral has the athletes. And Norco has the physicality. If you could run the ball like Norco can, you always got a chance, right? It's like if you're oh, a, yeah. a boxer with a, you always no have doubt. a puncher's chance. If you could run the ball like that. And they're playing good football. How about a Norco Upland final? Travis Dye versus the show. That would not surprise me at all to see Norco get that would all make me the happy. way. That would make me very happy. But I, I mean, I think Valencia, Calabasas. I'm on paper. I'm putting that down as my semifinal. Okay. I think Valencia. I think either of those two teams, Valencia, Calabasas, can beat Upland. If Upland gets that far, I would still pick Upland. But uh, that's just because it's the safe pick. Yeah, Division Two is loaded. David Baldwin needs that. Needs to have a great. You know, because they, they got they got two. They got Kyle Jones and they got Cameron Davis. Alpin is balanced. They can defend and they have athletes at receiver, lots of them. But there's going to be a game where David Baldwin's going to need you know third and ten. You got to show the poise, make a big throw, run for a first down if you need to. No question. Maybe even lead a two minute drill. He's done it all year though, Greg. David Baldwin's going to need to to be special yeah. for Upland to win this thing. Yeah, I think he's in a great position to do something like that. He's had a great year. I think his confidence is high. What a great Division II bracket. All you teams in Division yeah. II, hey, strap on your chin strap a little tighter. Put a little bit more <coughs> tape on your wrist. Tie up your shoes a little bit more. It's going to be a wild ride in Division II, man. Anybody can win it. Anybody's game. Except for Roosevelt's defense. And you're being kind of petty right now, man. <laughs> Stop that. Be, a gr- be an adult. How about D1? How exciting is D one? Yeah, man. Here, so let's 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 ra- ramble this down here. So we got Modern Day's the one seed. They're gonna host Vista Murrieta. Vista Murrieta, Long Beach Poly hosting Jay Sarah. Mission Viejo is the four seed, or excuse me, the five seed hosting Servite, and Shamanad's the four seed hosting Orange Lou. Bottom half, we have St. John Bosco hosting Bishop Amont. Rancho Cucamonga hosting San Clemente. Murrieta Valley hosting Santa Margarita. And then Centennial, the two seed, is going to host Sarah from Gardena. Yeah, so let's go right through it. Modern day, we're going to give them a win over Vista Marietta. We, I, I, They're going to squeak that one out, probably. It's probably I, safe to say. I, I see Long Beach Poly taking an L in this first round, Greg. I think Jay Sarah pops them. They upset Long Beach Poly in Long Beach. And I see Jay Sarah modern day, which I got modern day coming out, being in the semifinals. Okay. The bottom half of that bracket, I like Mission Viejo over Servite. I like Chaminade over Old Lou. Mission Viejo, Chaminade in the second round will be an absolute thriller. Yeah. I think Chaminade wins. I think you see Chaminade modern day in the semis. Okay. And I really like that matchup for both teams. You take it to the bottom. I got Bosco over Amont in the first round. 
I've got Rancho beating San Clemente. I've got Bosco beating Rancho, so Bosco's in the semis. Santa Margarita beating Marietta Valley. Centennial beating Sarah. Centennial beating Marietta Valley. And then Centennial Bosco in the semis. So I got Centennial <coughs> Bosco at the bottom, at the top. I've got Modern Day, Chaminade. I think those have been the best four teams in Division One all year. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, forget Division One. How about just the four best teams in the state of California? Yeah, I, mean, I, I would been, argue that. Again, I'm a diehard De La Salle guy. But I mean, I think you can make a case those four teams. Yep. And I think you can even throw in Mission Viejo and say those five teams have been the five best teams in the state of California. What's your best game in, in round one, Greg? What's your best game in Division One round one? Yeah. Um, I think my best game is Chaminade Orange Lutheran. Yeah. I've got a feeling that's going to be a really good game. Chaminade has shown chinks in the armor in terms of passing defense. All right. Okay. Doug Boonfield got money. Blake Argeletta got money last week. They've got some chinks in armor in their passing defense. If they can get Blake Anzalato's blocked and not have him in the backfield all day on Ryan Helensky's bottom, I think he's going to have some opportunities in the passing game with his loaded group of wide receivers yeah. to find guys <coughs> and make plays. They're not going to stop Chaminade. They're going to have to outscore him. But yeah. I think that has a potential to be a very good game. No, I think it's going to be a very good game. I just think it's, I think it's, think it's I think Orange Blue matches up better if it's a if it's a pass happy team than a ground and pound team. Sure, I agree. So that's why if I'm saying the the most intriguing potential you can go either way type game would probably be Paula and Jay Sarah for me. I think Jay Sarah, you picked up. I, I think I'd probably lean toward Jay Sarah as well. But I still think athlete for athlete, you know, Paula is, is has more dudes. They have, you know, a, a gifted quarterback that I would love to see them go, you know, just go four wides. Let's just have fun. Let's just see what we can do. If we just go Mike Martz, air attack, get the ball down the field. And then defensively for Pauly, they've been strong all year. They, I, I thought, you know, Sarah moved the ball a little bit better than I thought they would. But again, remember, you know, Sarah scored twice on a pick six and then a long, another long interception return. And Sarah has... Four or five receivers. Jay Sarah has one, two. You know, Maneer McLean is out right now. They have Tariq Luckett and uh, the guy Shimamura. whose name is Chimamora. Yeah, I actually think you know, just athlete throughout. You know, Matt Robinson is kind of limping in. You know, he's struggling. He struggling. Right the, now. the team is struggling a little bit. Jay Sarah is struggling a little bit right now. Like they got to get off I, the I think mat. Polly could. I think Polly can win this game. Yeah, yeah they can win. Jay Sarah's got to get off the mat. Polly yeah. has got to. They've they've got to. They can't be inept, Greg. Yeah. And you know what? You, you said you want to see Matt Corral in a four-wide receiver offense. With that poly offensive line, you know what you're going to see, Greg? You're not going to say, hey, it's not going to be have some fun. It's going to be run for your life, right? That offensive line has got to block somebody. He's going to be running for his life. He's going to be getting sacked. He's going to, he might get hurt running for his life. They've got to somehow establish a running. they got Mike Mawai, who's a solid running back, Greg. Can we get this guy a hole to run through? Probably not, because this isn't your typical poly offensive line. I like Mike Mawai as well, but I'm not saying I want to see you know Matt Crowell taking seven-step draw. I'm saying put him in the shotgun, go your four wides, and have hot routes. Have Cam McDonald. Use this guy. Cam McDonald is a difference maker, and he's There's getting no just doubt. a couple targets every game. Sure. I think having Jalen Hall back is going to help. I like both Markham twins. I like Darius Krieger. That kid's Darius good. Krieger, yeah. Again, talking to Sarah's coaches, they're like, dude, we're most worried about that guy. Really? Referring to Krieger. That's what they told me after the game was over. 
<clears throat> after, not before the game. They said, we like that Kreiger guy. So, I mean, you got four or five, and Matt can get the ball out in one or two seconds. If you see the rush, boom, get it out quick. Yeah, that, that's that for me. But I, I think I see the same four semifinals as you do. Although, Mission Viejo Shamanad, for me, that is the most pick'em game I've ever seen. You got Joey Allen versus Ryan Stevens. Yeah. Receiver-wise, I think I give the edge to Mission. They have two elite guys, an OG, Austin Osborne. Yeah. Michael Wilson is special for Shamanad. Yeah. Van Buren, Achille Arnold. Both those guys are very good. Both have really good offensive lines. Defensive front, Mission, Shamanad, very close. Linebackers, very close. Defensive back, secondary. Each team has a couple of good corners. You know, Chris Mitchell, an OG for Mission. Yeah. Cortez, Dallas Taylor Cortez, Chris Rankins. I mean, this is going to be a, using the lamest cliche ever, but, it's, you know, turnovers, penalties, and just dumb plays, right? Yeah. I, uh, that's uh, the best second round matchup in the country by far. In the country by far. I don't. I, I. I dare somebody to show me a better second round matchup. Very intrigued by San Clemente, Rancho Cucamonga, Sean Money Dollars, kind of getting on track last week. Who do you like, Bosco Centennial? I mean, that's got to be the best semifinal matchup in the country. Yeah. These are two top five teams playing each other in the in the semis. In the semis, what other state would have two top five national teams playing in the semis? I, I've got to wait, Greg. I, I've got to wait to see how both those teams are playing. What? No, semifinals. Is, we're not, I'm not waiting. Pick it. You need to before pick before the first round. Hey, man, who's going to win the semifinal game? Do we not just pick a winner for all? I don't remember four? that, Greg. We picked a winner that. for division you know five, what? four, three, two, and we picked the Narbonne Gauchos. Man, I love the way Bosco looks right now. Okay, I so, really, really do. Are you really not going to pick a winner? Dude, you are, you're the guy who loves to just throw stuff on the wall and hope it sticks. You're the guy who loves to make unpredictable, crazy, outlandish predictions, and hopefully that comes true. I think Centennial wins okay. in a revenge game from last year. Kind of got the short end of a stick on a pretty bad call. I think Centennial wins this year on a revenge game. <clears throat> but love the way Bosco looks and how they're I, playing. I totally agree with you. And then you got Centennial Modern Day. Who you like in that one? Let me give you a little tip. Not a, not a big tip. Okay. The one team, other than, you know, Day of the Sal has always been able to kind of contain. Go look at the stats when Modern Day and Eric Johnson have, have faced Centennial. They've always been able to keep that, that offense in check better than anybody else. For whatever reason, Eric Johnson just kind of has a, a, something, a way of kind of keeping them down. That's the, he's the one DC historically. They've played three or four times in the last decade. He's always done a a better job than everyone else combined in SoCal. Yeah, I don't... You know, Mar- Mar- I-, I liked Centennial better before the Norco game. And I know they shut down Norco in the second half. I know it's just one game. Yeah. But I saw Norco's receivers get open really easily. Yeah. And a quarterback who's not JT Daniels throwing the ball and making some huge throws down the field with guys getting five-yard separation. I didn't like that. I think that moderate offensive line is going to be able to block Centennial up front in the pass game. So I, I see JT having some time to throw. I think Marty is going to put up points. Now, can Centennial match that? You have Tanner McKee. You have the best offensive mind in the history of high school football in Matt Logan. What do you think? <laughs> it's a tough one, Greg. It's a tough one. And, and you know what? I don't. I 
I'm going to say this. I'm not going to bet against Matt Logan. Yeah. I'm that much of a believer in Matt Logan. Whenever you think his team is the underdog or they're overmatched, they end up not just beating the other team, smashing the other team. I don't, know, I don't know how he does it. I don't know either. <laughs> I mean, you look at this year's offensive weapons around Tanner McKee. They're not the best in history. He doesn't have, you know what I'm saying? No. He doesn't have Julio Jones out wide. He doesn't, have Todd, he doesn't have Todd Gurley oh, in the back. Yeah, right. I mean, he just his second best receiver is his starting safety. He's got two running backs that are, they're always going to be good. But neither one of these guys are J.J. Taylor good. I'm Again... I don't know how he does it. I'm in awe every year. I'm not going to bet against Centennial. I'm going to leave it at that. That's, kind of, that's how I felt about De La Salle for years. I never bet against men or who they were yeah. playing. So, I mean, am I reading you correctly? Are you picking Centennial to come out of this bracket? I, I, I need some time to sleep on it. But I, I love modern day. <laughs> They're phenomenal. I'm going to need some time, man. I'm going to need a drink and some time. I am shocked that Keith Miller, Mr. Controversy, is backing down from no, no, picking the D1 down. winner. Need some time we picked, to process. We, what have you been doing the whole entire season? I've been processing, look, observing. I need some. I've been observing. Now I'm processing. Let okay. me do me. GB. All I know is this, man. You better not save your prediction for your show, your Facebook live show, and make that your your way of of scooping. No, man, I wouldn't do that. It's, this is still your money ticket right here, baby. Let me, not the Facebook live show. If you give your prediction on that show, and not this one, Keith. <laughs> We're having words. I, I need I need some time, GB. I need some time. Centennial. You've seen Modern Day. You've seen Bosco. You've seen Centennial play how many times this year? I'm going to say combined 30. You know these teams. I don't believe anybody's going to stop Centennial with Tanner McKee as a quarterback. Nobody okay. has ever done so that. So pick Centennial. I'm not ready to do that just yet. Man, I'm disappointed I'm in you, Coach Keith. You, you know what? You're For right now, you're just Keith. You're not Coach Keith anymore. You're just Keith. I'll forever be Coach Keith. Not right now. You just lost it. So you want a winner in Division One? We gave a winner in every other division. I'll give you one. Go with it. I, I love Centennial. I love Matt. I got, I got to go with Modern Day. I thought they're the most complete team. And I think, I think Bosco matches up really well with Modern Day, and so does Centennial. But I just think I trust JT Daniels. I think this is their best defense in... Five years, I think they have dudes in the front seven that they didn't have last year, and I love that Centennial offense. But I saw some holes in their secondary, and again, you match them up with the run game team, not, not that big of a deal. But against a team with five receivers, including the tight end and a great generational quarterback, I just think Marty outscores them. And uh, yeah, I mean, barring some crazy turnovers by JT, I, I think Marty wins the division. Now, will I be surprised if it's Bosco or Centennial? No, I, I'm hedging my bets. But yeah, I, if, I, if you if you put put me pin, pin me to the wall and yeah. and I have to choose why I have to go with them, yeah, it's hard to argue that. My 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 gut says Centennial though. I say go every, with Centennial every time, though. Every time they get backed against the wall and you feel like hey they're kind of overmatched, they don't match up, they're not gonna get it done. They find a way to get it done. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Centennial to take the Pac-5 championship this year. Tanner McKee is special. I know they've got some a little bit of a question in their defensive secondary. JT Daniels is big time, maybe the national player of the year, regardless of class. We know they're receiving threats at modern day. I just think this might be Centennial's year. I love modern day. The defense is phenomenal. 
I just do not bet against Matt Logan. Yeah, I refuse no, I agree. to. Just for the fun of it. Yeah. What, what, what if Bosco gets by a Centennial? Who do you like in the Bosco-Centennial rematch? Or excuse me, Bosco-Modern Bosco, Bosco Day. Day rematch. I like Modern, I like Modern Day. Okay. I don't like the way... Bosco's defense matches up with Modern Day's offense. I don't. I didn't like the way that I. I saw a team that could not get a pass rush. I saw a team that could not guard receivers two, three, and four. I didn't. I didn't like that matchup. Do you think Bosco can outscore? It becomes a shootout. Do you think now with DJ, with George, a healthy George Halani, and, 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 a healthy George Halani? This is why I choose Centennial before. Centennial to beat Modern Day before Bosco. I think Centennial outscores Modern Day. I don't think Bosco outscores outscores Modern Day. I don't think so. Yeah. Bosco's offense is good. They're explosive. But do they have the cohesion, the cohesiveness, the depth, and the execution, the precision of execution, like Centennial will, to continue to match score for score? Bosco, I can see them scoring. Will they match score for score? I don't think so. Centennial does. Centennial is more Brett Hitman Hart. Was he called the the excellence of execution or something like that? Yeah, yeah. The Hitman Hart. I think that's what happens. Yeah. I tell you what, though, man. Saying what I just said, I really like what Bosco is doing right now. And I tell you what, no one is no one plays more angry. Yeah. And they will use the fact that neither one of us picked them as even more bulletin board material. Yeah, no doubt. So that so, that, that brings us to a close, GB. It does. It's a good does. matchup show. The playoffs? Playoffs? <laughs> it's going to be great. Get out to your local games. Go support your teams. CIF Division playoffs are on deck. We appreciate you taking a ride with us on here on the matchup show. Follow us on social media. Follow the show. Without further ado, that brings us to a close. There's a new ch- sheriff. That one up. There's a new sheriff in town. And his name's Richie Hammond. Y'all be cool.